0: Yeah, so we're going to go through your HMOs, your GDBs, your SSTCs, your LTVs, your PRS, your TBOs. Oh, that's it, the end Good of the episode. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> I so, thought yeah. we were going to do a bit slower than that, to be honest. BBFN.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Property Developers Secrets podcast with myself, Andy Cook. And myself, Lloyd Girardi. Right, this, so this episode we've decided that we're going to do a bit of a property jargon buster so all of those acronyms is it acronyms yeah acronyms acronyms yeah all those acronyms that are out there you know that nobody knows what they mean when they start no nope. as you get into it you pick them up we're going to do a bit of a. we're going to throw them out there and explain what they are aren't we
0: yeah so we're going to go through your HMOs your GDVs your SSTCs your LTVs your PRS your TPOs your SA's your BITs alerts your R2Rs your flips okay that into a little. Oh, that's it. The end of the episode. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> I so, thought yeah. we were going to do a bit slower than that, to be honest. But <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, we're going to pick them out. Everyone sort of throws out, "Are oh, you GDV of this?" But if you're just starting out, like you, you look, when we started out, we didn't know what a JV was.
1: Yeah, we, we didn't know anything. Mate. JV.
0: So first one, joint venture. um I was like, oh, why not you just join JV with a builder? What JV with a builder mean? Um, but it means like joint venture with a builder, so you become business partners in essence, and you do a development together. You become part of the same company. Um, but joint venture, in a, in a overall term, I suppose, is two people agreeing to do things together. Um, could go either way. Let me not
1: JV with my wife.
0: <laughs> well, you got three kids, mate. So, <laughs> play. Um, Yeah, so a joint venture is basically a mutually agreed.
1: Venture I didn't, I didn't do between of people. terms, though. <laughs> oh, <I> don't, <laughs> don't, mate. That's your mind that's taking you there. I
0: know. I'm a very picture person, so <laughs> move on. <laughs> let's get, let's move on. So that's your venture
1: done. Not covering that one anymore. <laughs> right, right. So let's go for some of the more property um, strategy areas, if you like. So start off with a normal single let. Yeah, B two L,
0: the buy to let, or yeah. BTL, however yeah. you say. But yeah. Like, so the
1: normal single let. Yeah. yeah. So that's just your normal or buy, rent, refurb, remortgage, BRRR. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've done all this stuff. All of the strategies we've done over the last the past 10 years, we don't necessarily actively do them now because yeah. we concentrate more on developments. But, you know, if you're going to transition, if you're new to this and you don't know what some of these acronyms are, then the, the early ones might be relevant to you. Yeah. So, you know, you buy a house, you do some work to it, you sell it on for a, or remortgage it is that one obviously, yep. um, and keep it, rent it, and then use the funds back out of it and do the next one. So it's normal, normal rental properties, basically, isn't it? Yeah.
0: So that that's great. Buy to lets, bog standard, pretty vanilla, pretty boring. If you it's do loads boring. of <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> Let's face um, it, <laughs> you do all that work and you, to get a tenant in there that probably brings you in net cash flow of. This is jargon busting. Yeah. It's
1: not our um, thoughts on different okay. property strategies. So okay. let's not go down I'm a different gonna, track. It's not going to give you a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm not work. excited by no. it. No. Um, on to that then. You go to the next one, which we'll go to flips. Okay. Yeah. So Maybe we should,
0: um, we should judge these on uh, the paracetamol meter. So let is one parasol, paracetamol. The next one, HMOs, where are you going? Oh, we're going to That's
1: HMOs. A couple of- let's cover flips. Then we'll oh, go flips, to HMOs, Yeah. yeah. So flips is more like you're you're doing the same as you did with that, the the single buy to let, but instead of keeping it and renting it, you're selling it on. So yep. small builder, buys a house, does some work on it, kitchen, bathroom, tarts it up, sells it on for a few grand more.
0: Yeah, generally you pick the worst property in the best street. Um, and that's the bit that you can add value to it. You The idea is to spend a pound and make three. So that's the kind of thing. If you spend 10 grand, you want it to be valued at 30 grand more, that kind of thing. So... Um, Flips a little bit better. You're a bit more creative with it. You're a bit more sort of in out. Shake, shake it all about. Needing to say it. <laughs> 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 um, so about the profit.
1: It's great for a small builder. If you've already got the technical side of it, you know it's a way you can stop doing work for other people and do it for yourself. Yeah. But they're hard to find, aren't they? You know, everyone wants to flip, so you know it's difficult to find the right one for the right money. What's got the uplift you need. You know, and you could say, well, in London, it's great. You put a loft conversion in, and you can enhance the value a lot. Yep. But you still got to find them, and there's a lot more capital you got to put down. So, you no, know, they can work. Uh, paracetamol meter. What's the what's the call range par- of that? Paracetameter. Okay, we'll do that. But what's the range? Um, like one is low, one obviously. is bisolute. On one yeah, paracetamol what, up to what is it a thousand uh, or is it two or? No, it, don't uh, take a thousand <laughs> paracetamol <laughs> that's this not advised no, by the way this is not advised do not at all. do that yeah. um, are we talking five paracetamol is a bad one yeah, I, fucking, that's I really st- bad actually you're <laughs> telling people <laughs> you yeah. take taking an overdose yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, not. Not.
0: <laughs> I'm just saying look, look VitalX will give you a headache
1: um, so, they right. have got to keep the range real low down yeah. here. so like Point one. <laughs> Three is really bad any more than that mate you can't tell people to take more than three paracetamol no not at all okay right don't um, take paracetamol unless you've got doctor's approval, by the way. Right, okay. So serious, flips, didn't we? <laughs> I'm going to say, is only a one still. If, yeah. if any, like, you know, finding them is the paracetamol bit. That's it, yeah. 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 Okay. So moving
0: on to the HMOs then. So a HMO is a house of multiple occupancy. Basically, you've got a four-bed house, you've got four people living in it, or four or five or six. It's multiple people living in the same household, pretty much. Yeah. Um, that comes with... More um, regulation. So, not every area, not every house can become a HMO. Um, you have got permitted development rights, uh, which potentially can change a normal house into a HMO without the need to go through full planning. But again, without going into too much detail, not every house can do that. So, just check with a planning consultant before you do so um, or go to networking events around your local area. But HMOs pretty much is multiple people living in the same household, which we did a few when we started. Yeah,
1: yeah. They're a good way to sort of, you know, get a property, enhance it, get a bit of extra cash flow income, yeah. you know, but on the paracetamol meter, they are a bit more stressful because you've got more than one tenant and, you know, they're lots of people living in a house and they've all got different opinions. So they can be quite, they're another step up to running. So on this weird, don't take an overdose paracetamol meter, <laughs> which I regret that we even started, But it would be up to a two, wouldn't it? In that fictional (laughs) don't-take-paracetamols kind of way. Um, It would be up to a two. So so HMOs. Then we go to the next level, which is SA's, service accommodation. SA, yeah. So service accommodation is, again, the next level up. It's more of a business. You're running that building as a business. It's more of a commercial entity, and it's short-term stays. So it might be rented for weekend stays if it's in a popular... You know, um tourist place or something like that, you know, you obviously you want the occupancy higher, but because people are turning around, they might only be there for one night, they're probably gonna be there a week the most. Some some of them, if it's contractors, can be there longer, but it's a shorter term contract, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's um your Airbnb model as well. So if we're jargon busting, that's air, bed and breakfast, um, which is a good book. But yeah, basically Airbnb, people rent it out as a holiday let or it's contract accommodation, as you say as well. And it's nightly stays. But you're going to get more turnover. Your house, if it's your house, is going to get a bit more um, wear and tear. So your costs are going to increase. You've got cleaning costs to cover. So yes, you can get more income on a nightly basis renting them out or a monthly basis renting them out on a nightly basis, but you're going to have more costs as well. So it is more of a business structure rather than a hobby. Like Biotolets could be a hobby. So paracetamol meter. Two.
1: Mate, that's a three. We've run... Two and we and half, had 82 yeah. service accommodation. Yeah, it
0: depends how big yeah. you go.
1: But but it's also that you might need a few to actually get to the threshold where it's worthwhile doing. Because you have to set up, like any business, you've got to set your cleans up, you've got to set all the other sort of factors around it. So to do it for one can be, a, you know, not worth it. So you might need to get three, four, five or six to get to the point where, you know, it starts paying you the money that you wanted from it. Yeah. But then obviously you've got more people. We went extreme and we had 82 in an area four and a half hours away from us. That was a lot of paracetamol. Yeah. And Again. they were contractor yeah. accommodation yeah. as well. So, yeah. it's, it's, so um,
0: it was tough. But we've got people that we've, we've taught. They're students of ours and they are
1: absolutely smashing yeah, They, it. they and nail it. Well, they they're nail awesome. It, yeah. Cool. But, you know, we're not, we're not here to all that. It's just jargon busted. So
0: right. R2R because they could quite, they link quite well as well, SA. So service accommodation. SA. <laughs> SA. Um, <laughs> R2R rent to rent. It's basically when you rent a house off someone um, for a nominal fee, maybe a little bit more than what the normal rent is for a buy to let. So they normally rent it at £600. You might rent it for £800 to give guaranteed rent. Uh, In return, you convert that into a service accommodation or a HMO and you get more rental income from it. So the, the owner of the house gets the benefit that they get guaranteed rent higher than they would on the market, but you get the return because you're your cost is the rent, but your income is higher than what you're renting out for. So
1: There's a whole load of rules and regulations around it. So we're not telling you to do it. We're not telling you not to do it, but find out if you are going to do it. It's not what we do. We don't, you know, we've never really done rent to rent, um, particularly. So if you, you know, find out about it and don't trip yourself up in the rules and regulations of it. But what we do do is developments. And the reason we do developments is because it's probably the same amount of energy as all the stuff we just said about, but it's disproportionate results you know, you can get bigger chunks of money um, from doing developments. But not only that, you can build all of the stuff we just talked about. So you can build your own HMOs, you can build your own SA units, you can build a single byte of if you want. So you know, developments encompasses all of that. So if you do want to get into developments, then we are the people to come and speak to, as we talk about on this podcast. So you know, do the foundations for a start, then come and do the three day with us, and you know, we'll show you exactly how to do developments. Right. So that's all the the general property stuff, but there's a few other ones that pop out, isn't there? So yeah, I
0: suppose they're more related to the developments. So we talk about GDV all the time, which is gross development value. Um, so that is the value of your site once complete. Um, which when you're starting out, you've got to estimate that GDV. And at the end, obviously, the value uh, or the value will come out and value that site. Whether you're selling it or renting it, uh, yeah, selling it or renting it out, you will have a true value at the end of the site, and that will be your gross development value. Um, a lot of your figures come from that value, so it's a very important figure to get right as much
1: as you can at the beginning. Next one on the board, which is behind the camera, is SSTC. So- yeah. So this is more um, a contract thing. things so it's sold subject to
0: contract. So you might see it more on Rightmove. Um, if you've got, uh, you're looking at sites on the commercial side of Rightmove for a, a development or something, or even single buy to lets. and you find a house and it's absolutely amazing, just check on the right hand side, I think of the, of the um, listing, it will say SSTC next to it, which is sold subject to contract. So basically someone is buying it, they've not completed on it yet until it's completed and that's the contract. Uh, so pretty much what it says in the tin sold subject to contract yeah um but just on that point actually a key part is in developments especially about 70 percent, maybe more now but 70 percent of deals that are sold subject, uh, sold subject to contract will come back to the market uh, and that's because like interest rates have gone up recently so people that have agreed deals maybe two months ago might not be able to get the funding that they thought they could have got now, so they just say the deal's not working now, and it goes back to the market. So, the reason it's it's important to look at sold sub, sub oh, SSTC um, is because it may come back on the market. So, don't dismiss the deal, but don't try and throw all your eggs in one basket because it
1: it might sell. So that is a key point to why we're in a good developers market at the moment. Because that ratcheting down that Lloyd's just talked about is what's getting us from a you know a high buying market a year or two ago down to a developer's purchasing phase. So that ratcheting down of expectation from the vendor, because I have a few things fall out, gets us to the where we need to go into a heavy buying phase, which is what we're entering into now. So this is an exciting time for developers. So yeah, yeah all really good. Um, LTV is the next one so that's more of a it's a development term when we get in lending it's loan to value isn't it yeah so any mortgage you get whether it's buy to let HMOs, single lets
0: uh, SA's look, whatever whatever lending you're getting um, the loan to value is basically the percentage of what a lender is going to give you compared to the end value so if your GDP is a million and you get a 75% loan to value mortgage you're getting £750,000 gross um, on lending, pretty much. So as long as your spend is not over 750000 if you're doing a build to rent and your GDV is a million, you get a 75% loan-to-value mortgage at the end, you pay all of your investors back off, all of your development finance back off, and you've got long-term lending. Okay, so it's loan-to-value is on every lending as well. So bridging lending, development lending, long-term finance lending.
1: Uh, PRS.
0: PRS is the private um, or yeah private rental sector. Um, pretty much, your, your rents. So, PRS is is yeah private rental sector. So, if you're renting anything out, that will be your PRS scheme. Um, standard ASTs. There's another one. Mm. So, ASTs is assured short. Oh, it's gone on my head. Assured short hold tenancy. Mm. I think yeah. oh, it's gone on my head. It's blank. Um, it is
1: assured
0: yeah. short hold tenancies. Uh, but so AST is another one. But basically, the contract that your tenant gives you to sign to rent the properties off you on a PRS scheme.
1: Okay, and the final one we've got to do today is TPO, Tree Preservation Order. So if you're looking at a site and it's got trees around it, you need to check to see whether those trees are protected. Um, You know, there's a lot of protected, projected, protected Protected. trees um, in this country, so that can be a pain going through planning and things like that. So it's a good check to do as part of our initial checklist, isn't
0: it? It is indeed, yeah. So I've got one more though. Just thought of one. Okay. O-S-M. That's the most important one with developments. OSM. So this is the term that was um, created, I suppose, by one of our students. Um, And he emailed me after he found a deal. And he basically said, Lloyd, I've had an OSM. And I was thinking, OSM? I don't know what that is. Google it. Google it. And, <laughs> and I look. I was like, OSM, like, I don't know what he's on about. So I had to say, look, what do you mean? And he said, look, an OSM is an oh shit moment. I've just had no oh shit moment. My offer's just been accepted. It's like, oh shit, what do I do? What, what's next? What's the, what do I do? And it was basically, uh, yeah, the oh shit moment, which started a load of them after that. So with everything you do, you're going to have an oh shit moment. Everything you do for the first time, especially, is you're going to have an no oh shit moment. And that is... Um, especially with the first site we did oh shit we've just purchased a property auction oh shit we've got to f- find some money oh shit um we're starting the build all sorts uh, and we've done we've been through them in a previous episode as well actually but yeah osm is your oh, shit moment so in anything you do in life something that you're not sure of you'll have an oh shit moment. It's like, oh shit what what's next or what do i do but they can be good and bad so yeah don't OSM.
1: take from this not to be scared of oh shit moments. Don't try and avoid oh shit moments. Go and find more because that means you're challenging yourself. You're trying to get to a new level and, you know, eventually you'll succeed in whatever you do if you can't try and seek out more OSMs. So take that away as your action for this podcast.
0: Cool. Awesome. BBFN. Bye-bye for now.